opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boy's locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you pay for it, which is nothing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Effed Up Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Martin. And across from me, trying to get his shit together, is my co-host, Royce. Hello, Justifier Tyler Martin. How are you? Oh, that's going to stick? Yep, you're the Justifier. Okay. I didn't realize that was... I thought that was just one-off duck fart comment, but no. You know, it would have been if I didn't listen to the uh, episodes back. And remember it, because I had forgotten all about it until last week when I listened to it again, and I've been just waiting, just waiting to get up here and call you, call you the justifier. That's fair. That's, I mean, as far as nicknames go. You could definitely have worse. Could totally do worse. I don't... Like, I could have called you Duck Fart, and... I mean, that seems like a terrible nickname. Not the, not the best... But it's not the kind that's going to make me go hang myself. Am I plugged in? Yeah, you're plugged in. Okay. Why? I'm not hearing anything in my headphones. How about now? A little much. Only went up two. That's 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 better right there, yeah. You back right where it was originally? I started at eight. I went to ten, and now it's at nine. <laughs> so that's fair. Met in the middle. Ten was too much. Eight was too little. Nine is just right. Okay. Anyway, whatever. so Tyler, how's your day today? Not not the best. So I hear. Not the best. So I hear. But that'll be okay. The wind only blew till what? Eleven? It was a cold wind. Colder shit this morning. <laughs> it really I was, was real fucking happy. I had that new pickup to where the remote start actually worked. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. Then whenever it did start, it didn't like scare all the trees out of the, <laughs> all the birds out of the trees. And that is one, one thing. So I've got that Ford now, right? And so the Ford, whenever your remote starts, got a little LED light in the middle of it. Yeah. I have to look at that light to make sure it starts, you know, Used to, I could be standing at the other end of my house inside, hit the button. You knew whether it started or not because you heard a. (laughs) Yeah. A 350 of straight power with no exhaust. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Why don't we get in sponsors here, Ross? Why don't we? You want to lead off? I'll let you lead off. I'll let you do it. Okay. Well, I've got uh, Cliff's Farm up there in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Since Curtis still hasn't released any episodes of the podcast, we're going back to dropping him. So I've been thinking about this, Royce. We've been awful rough on that dude for the last <laughs> Wait, three, three, four weeks, something like that. You know, the uh, I, I know for sure two episodes ago, because we've got the one that's going to probably drop tomorrow. Um, that one was a little rough. That one, we, we really... We had to do that geography it. lesson in the middle of last of this, the, the one, one you listened yeah, to today. Gonna um, yeah, so 
the geography lesson really kind of helped him out on some some shit talking. It did. It did because we got a little sidetracked. That's that's how it goes. The one before that was pretty rough. <laughs> we may have laid it on a little thick. So I I want to issue an apology about that. <laughs> But unfortunately, I can't because you still haven't turned down any fucking episode, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Next in line, we have the Mo Cattle Company. Official cattle of the Effed Up Farming Podcast. The best Angus and Sim Angus genetics in the Bi-County area since 2023. Maybe 24. Well, we got some decent genetics right now. Well, we got the best still, but for sale, on sale. Just hit keep me on up. up. <laughs> Gave off our feed bill. Also, we have meat club lambs. They're they're lambing. It's that time of year. There should be some sheep. Not on the cheap. Uh, shortly. I don't know how old you have to wean a lamb and all that. I'm not sure either. And I feel like we're just going to make ourselves sound stupid if we have to keep calling Tommy and asking all these sheep questions. So, <laughs> hey, Tommy, if you happen to listen to this, you know, hit me up. Let me know. But I'm not going to call and ask. Um. Also, we have Texas Beverage and Package in Groom, Texas. Great deals. Hot deals. Tasty deals. 99%. I'd say really 100% of what we've been drinking since they came on board as a sponsor has been from their own stock. Pretty pretty good chunk of stuff before they, they were a sponsor. You're, you're not wrong. Um. Good prices, good people. You get to watch a little show sometimes with the little kids running around. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, good times. Good times. Check them out right there on the, the main street of Groom. Not main street, but the, the main, main street. street. They got big things. Big things coming. Awesome. Things. Good things here. Great things coming. And also, we have Ballard Guns. In White Deer, Texas. My dad just bought a new gun from them. Did he? He did. He bought a gun last week. Finally get a shotgun. He finally got him a shotgun. He bought a Weatherby Orion. Oh, nice. It was cheaper than anywhere else that he looked that had one. Because he wanted to see one and yeah. feel it and hold it before he had Carrie order one. So he went to a bunch of gun stores. And Carrie was way cheaper over there at Ballard Guns. And so he ordered it on Wednesday. And on Thursday, he picked it up. That is a fast fucking turnaround. I'm not saying you can expect that off every gun, but that was... I mean, that is... That's quick turnaround. I thought that was fucking impressive. So I wanted to mention on here. um, And also, he thinks his Orion's better than our Brownings, so we're going to have to go show him up at some point. Sounds Um, good. But yeah, go go check it out. Ballard's Guns. White Deer, Texas. Uh, Ballardguns.com. All right, thanks to all of our sponsors. Now let's roll into our Texas Beverage and Package booze review. What do we got to drink tonight, Tyler? Today we got Doc Swenson's The Blender's Cut. This is uh, 3621. It's aged five years. Uh, 57.5% alcohol. It's 115 proof. Uh, this is bottle 00025. Release number 22-001. Approved. By somebody. We got bottle 25? Got bottle 25. That's awesome. This is a straight bourbon whiskey hand-selected for character and bottled when ready. Bottled in small batches. Jesse Parker, I believe, is that guy's name that I'm trying to read here. 
signature is a little sloppy, a little small. Uh, so we got, uh, after numerous releases of our triple cask alter ego bourbon, Jesse Parker, Doc's Blender, started to notice a late night trend as we sampled the base bourbon. After witnessing copious nights in the warehouse with glasses that refused to be sat down, it became apparent that the blender's cut needed to be shared. Thanks to Jesse, this delicious mixture of 36% and 21% rye bourbon lingers on the palate and brings waves of vanilla brown sugar... Brown sugar covered apricots. I was trying to figure out what the fuck a covered apricot was. I thought there was a comma there. Uh, peanuts brown butter is now available to you. Well, sure, you'll find yourself enjoying late nights with Jesse's Blenders Cut 2. Distilled in Indiana. That's the only thing that makes me nervous about it, but man, we've had two... Other Doc Swinsons that really just knocked it out of the park? More than two. Haven't we just had the rye and the sherry cask? No, there's no one. I think that's all they've got. That no. and this. No, there's more. Okay. You just weren't around. Oh. Sorry, oh, thanks. Bro. Wasn't my bottle. Thanks. What was I supposed to do? Club the guy? Yeah. I'd have done it for you. No, you wouldn't have, and you fucking know it. You just sat there and you drank all of it that he let you drink, just like I did. Good color, good legs. It has the nice sweet, but not overly sweet, um, that we've come to expect of a Doc Swinson's. I mean, it's it really does have a beautiful color. I don't know that I'm getting so much the brown sugar apricots. Um, I'm getting more of like a caramel, caramel cherry type, type smell off of it. Still very nice. Not just a, not just a ton of booze on it. For a hundred, what fifteen percent? I guess what it one hundred fifteen proof. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it'd be hard for it to be one hundred fifteen percent. Um, you getting some some apricot, I think, off that off my wrist. I mean, apricot peach. There's there's not a lot of difference yeah. there. Uh, apricot peach cherry. They're sweet stone fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still getting. I, I'd still almost call it more of a caramel, but it might be the brown butter and the brown sugar because mm-hmm. you know that's kind of how you make caramel. Um, I think they just broke it down to make themselves sound fancier. That is so sweet. So fruity. So delightful. You know, it's it's got a good mouthfeel to it. It's got a little bit of burn. A nice burn as it goes down your throat. It's a nice warming feeling, yes. I mean, it's um, for 115 proof, again, it's not overly harsh so i get a little bit of burn but i think it's where i dropped a straw into the roof of my mouth i'm thinking that's kind of making everything seem a little bit more harsh you know what i mean i can see that uh super sweet it's got almost a bit of a, a tartness kind of on the back end it, yes. Just right there on the finish. I 
And really just a little bit at the front of your tongue. Like if you... Maybe a little... It, where it hits on the front, it's almost a... That's where I'm getting that little bit of sour bite to it. But it's very pleasant. Nice and oily. I, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. Yes, sir. That is just hot enough that I'm going to pour it over ice. I agree. I added a little bit of water to mine. Yeah. That's, that's probably not a bad idea. Um, and it's also it just warm enough in here that I kind of wish it was like temperature wise was a touch cooler. You yeah, know what it, I mean? it, it would be nice. And so I'm going to let you get a few more of those in you and then we're going to talk about my air conditioner again. Why don't you just make that your sponsorship fee? For you? No. I don't make you pay a no. sponsorship fee. No. The new sponsor that's coming up. <laughs> Tell them we need a new air conditioner. You know who you are. If you're listening to this, we need a new air conditioner because ours apparently died. <laughs> I wonder if they would go for that. Well, I just pitched it to them. So, I don't know. We'll see here in a couple weeks, three weeks. I am going to score that. You get it over ice and cool it off a little bit. Open it up just a little mm -hmm. bit with a little bit of water. It's nice. And that is, I'm going to call a 7.37 bourbon. 7.37. Yes. Right before you read that off, or you said that, I typed out a 7.5. That way you cannot claim... That you influenced me. I think you just went up to me. Um, but no, it's uh, that's a good one. I like it. No, oh, I, I do too. It's, it's got a great mouthfeel. Uh, good good depth of flavor. I mean, once again, an awesome job by uh, Doc Swinson's. Really is. Really is. I'm proud of those guys. I really am. Those guys from Indiana are actually doing something decent. Bet they've never heard that before. Trying to think of something else good that comes out of Indiana. Hoosiers. I don't know that that's a good thing. I understand exactly what a Hoosier is. Basketball team. Yeah, but what? Why? What is? What does Hoosier mean? Fuck, I know. Better than hosers, from what I can tell. Well, yeah, you know what a hoser is, right? I do. A gas stealing. It's a gas sucker. sucker. It's a gas sucker. All right, Tyler, you want to uh, kill the day or do you want to fuck something up? I'm going to kill the day. I like to do this early on in my editing. And I've got those people that like to quit on me. You know what I mean? I hear you. And listen to the booze review, killing the day, and then they piece it on out of here. Which, by the way, if you're one of those people, I mean, man up. Give your balls a tug. Power through the rest. It's funny sometimes. It's funny most of the time. If we're not your brand of humor, that's your fault. Get a better brand of humor. Truer words have never been spoken in the crow's nest. Well, that I remember. That I recall. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with This Way of Life by Garrett Bradford. It came out August 16th of 2020, and it is on Hot Records. Hopped? 
using trying They think our way life is dying song Tyler I like that song a lot and I've been I've been uh heard it a long time ago and I was gonna plug it and I just one of those deals you write it down on a list and you forget about it yeah and then it came back up on Spotify the other day I like it and it's very fitting for the times we find ourselves in it is it's a good song I don't know that it's never been this dry before but I feel like we're trying to trying to get to that point we you know it seems like every time it gets dry it tries to set a new record and I don't like it I wish Very competitive stuck. drought is. Yeah. Very competitive. You got to give it that. It's got moxie. Moxie. That's what Moxie. <laughs> you got moxie, kid. <laughs> exactly. Old time radio personality. Uh, or TV. Newsroom. Movies. Yeah. You know. You know. Oh, you, you caught it before I got to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught it. Okay, go ahead. So I'm, I'm doing a, a book, really a, a series, because it's planting time's coming up. There are going to be people sitting, asses in seats, needing to kill the day for long periods of time, like over a week. And so I'm, I'm bringing the Jack Ryan series by Tom Clancy. It's uh, Have you not done that before? Huh. Okay. Because I just started... Oh, you did the the other one, the Chris Pratt one. Yeah, I did the Chris okay. Pratt one. Yeah, the Terminal List. There you go. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is a pretty solid series, but you got to remember the first ones were written back in the 80s. And so, it, in one hand, it's kind of interesting to go back and listen to, and hear some of the politics and what was going on, because, you know, Cold War and all that. And then now we're up to the 90s. But you know what? Here's the deal, Royce. Starting the 80s. Old politics. Are they old politics? Seems like we're still pissed off at Russia. I think we're pissed off again at Russia. Did we ever really... Were we ever really friends with Russia? According to Tom Clancy, we were. Okay. Well, there you go. Let's see how, how accurate old Tom Clancy is. So, but yeah. No, it's a pretty solid series. Pretty action How many books? For the, most book. uh, the actual... I was just looking at that. The actual Jack Ryan books, there's 11 of them. And I have read 10 of them. And then they did uh, someone else. I don't know if it's Tom Clancy or somebody else picked up the mantle and started writing the Jack Ryan Jr. books. So same world. Well, let's hope that works out. <coughs> well, they, they wrote several more of them. Because in all, there's uh, 16, 18, 19... There are more Jack Ryan Jr. books. Okay. Than there are Jack Ryan books. That's that's okay, I guess. So they must be sell. I hadn't got into them yet. I got one more book, and then then I'm gonna have to start listening to them, I guess. There you go. I recently learned that one of my series 
that I've been anxiously awaiting the next book. Mm-hmm. Ain't coming. Oh, no. Yeah. That is very disappointing. Yep. Well, Michael McGarrity finally hung it up. Moved oh. on to a new new group of characters. Oh, I thought maybe George R.R. R. Martin had finally had a heart attack or something. <sighs> that book ain't coming. <laughs> Never is. Just in fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just hope you like the last, last uh, season of the show because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> it's all the closure we get. It's- Supposedly, they knew the ending. Supposedly, but I'm pretty sure he said that they were wrong because he's like, oh, I saw that one over. Fuck no. <laughs> That's why it's taking 14 years. He was seven years into writing the fucking book. And he's like, oh shit, we got to scrap like 90% of this. <laughs> None of that works. Now, that's a frustrating thing when your uh, your authors quit a series. Yeah. But that's what reminded the Jack Jr. part is what reminded me of uh, the Michael McGarity series mm-hmm. because it was the one that started out in like Tularosa and it covered uh, three generations on the ranch. And then everybody dies and he goes to Vietnam and he comes back and the third, fourth, the third son, which would be the fourth generation, is a cop. And then it transferred over to his son, more or less. Okay. His bastard child that he learned, met whenever he's like 35. Because he found his mother's body something. I don't fucking know. Neither here nor there. Good okay. series. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just like that. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Longmire's about to be over. Well, that's unfortunate. And I'm pretty sure that... Uh, what's that other series I read? Uh, Joe Pickett novels? I'm pretty sure that one's about to be over. Like, all my series fucking you're, go belly up on me, man. Your literature world is just coming down around your ears. Well, I'm just going to quit fucking reading, I guess. Apparently. going to have to. Maybe I'll just start writing my own into Game of Thrones. You know, you can do that fanfic it. <laughs> I'll do all right. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Just watch that episode of South Park where they're talking about it. Wieners, floppy wieners. You know. It'll be all right. Fucking South Park. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the farm fuck-ups. This one is brought to you by a listener. And I like to think fan of the podcast. You want to... Uh, Is that a hay truck on fire? Uh, you know, at first I thought it was pipe, but it's got to be hay. Well, at first, just glancing over there, I thought maybe it was like a piece of equipment. But no, it's like that old boy's just trying to grab another gear and blow out the flames. and <laughs> It ain't working. That is, that is a large load of hay. It looks like round bales, but it's stacked wrong to be round I'm bales. thinking it's big squares. It must be. Can't see much. Just fucking engulfed in flame. I mean, the entire length of his trailer is just orange. An orange ball of flame. And he's just... He's not slowing down. He's just moving, man. I mean, at this point, he's lost the trailer. Pretty much, yeah. All he can get to is fire department. Roll up in front of him and say, boys, get the hose. Save my truck. Maybe he's going to a boat ramp. He's going to try to back her off in there. 
You know, that, that would be an option. You have to be a hell of a truck driver to back out some bitch in most of the boat ramps I've been at, though. You know, maybe he's just saying, fuck it, and going straight in. Maybe that's why he's still moving. He's just trying to keep the flames off the cab. He's just going to keep her running until the flames, until till the burns out. You know, that was going to be what I thought until you see this spot of smoke in the bar ditch. Because I thought, well, maybe the wind's coming from behind him and he's he can't get out because he's got a stout tailwind. But no, this this smoke right here kind of shows that it's no, no, that's what I'm saying. He's just he's just moving, moving along, keeping it off the cab. Yeah, because I'm like, he can't unhook the trailer at this point. Oh God, no, no, not a chance, no way. Just hoping to save his back axles, Tyler. You are ballsier. Actually, I think he's kind of sacrificing the back axles. He's trying to keep the cab in the engine. I mean, it is. There He's is a stout some, fire going right directly above those He's axles. Got some high-end trucker speed in his sleeper that he does not want anything to Maybe happen. Maybe he's to. got trucker speed in his in his gut, and that's why he doesn't. He doesn't even know, man. He's like, man, it's warm. <laughs> I'm sweating. I got that a little stout. Feel like I'm flying. Yeah, a little like too much benzedrine. Just a little too much benzedrine. You know, it happens. Happens to the best of us. Well, there you go. Ain't that fun. Ain't that fun. Way to go. Thanks to whoever sent that in. That was Brandon McGinty. He's got to be a fan of the show. I mean, he's been on twice. I mean, he's a fan of at least one we, of the bourbons we, we had. opened it, two of them. Yeah. Two of them. Right, two we have there. widened his alcoholic beverages. We have. Used to not be a fan of bourbon. And I'll be damned if it... You're in Cora's birthday party. He wasn't asking where that Henry McKenna was. Well, you know, we fixed him. We fixed him. Cured him of his ailments. We fixed him. Okay, Royce, I have a trivia question for you. I probably don't have. It's not really a trivia question. It's kind of more of a thought, a weird okay. thought. Okay. A question. Okay. Uh, inquisition okay. of sorts. Okay. I saw this from a guy who presumably has traveled a touch more than me. Okay. The rest of the world makes fun of us for using the standard system, the imperial system. Yeah. Not Americans, the metric system. Americans will you do anything to measure as long as they don't have to use the metric system. Is how the old saying goes, I believe. They don't make metric ratchets. Metric ratchets. They're still quarter inch drive, half inch drive, three quarter inch drive, fact. one inch drive. You're not wrong. Are they even like that in Europe? That's what the guy said. I don't know if he can be believed or not. Oh, in the metric system, maybe it's because we came up with the ratchets. I don't know. I mean, Canadians use metric system. Yeah, but like I said, we invented the ratchets. And presumably half inch drive ratchets. Canadians invented the half-inch drive ratchet? No. They presumably use, use okay. half-inch drive ratchets. That's, that's fair. I mean, mechanic work would be a pain in the ass without ratchets. Yeah. It's, it makes you wonder why they don't make their own fucking ratchets, though, since they're so fucking hell-bent they're not going to use the standard system. Universal system, I guess? 
See, what surprises me is they did not rename them whatever a half inch, three-eighths, and all that is in metric. Even if it's like 11.2 millimeter. So, I think a half inch would be about 10.5. I mean, that sounds right. I'm not really doing the math, but just guessing. You know, you don't have to go through all this. You can just type your question into Google. It'll spit you out an answer, right? Twelve point seven. Twelve point seven. Okay, I was wrong. I was thinking a ten and a half were a lot closer than that. No, it's the ten and the three eighths that uh, are close. Yeah, and then a fifteen, fifteen and a five eighths, I believe. Or close, or an eleven sixteenths. And really, that makes sense because you know, thirteen, half inch, same wrench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a little Almost. slop in there. You get about, uh, I'd say, about point three millimeters of slop in there. Just enough. If that sucker stuck, you're gonna round that fucking head off. You're not wrong. Not wrong. So speaking of that, I saw an ad for a guy that had started making his own wrenches because he was aggravated that apparently wrenches weren't stout enough and the clearance was too wide. There was too much slop in a store-bought wrench. And so he was he was machining them down to like almost perfect specs. And he was just getting tore apart in the comments. <coughs> so you know what I've noticed in my in my dealings? It's not always so much that like the ratchet or the socket or the wrench, whatever, wasn't made to the correct specs. That the bolt people get a little sloppy. Well, and so what everybody was tearing him apart for was, what are you going to do when you have paint on one? What happens when they get a little rusty and it doesn't fit anymore and also break out the buffing wheel apparently like weather just like heat would throw that off as close as he had that it's a real nice set of wrenches i mean i wasn't gonna pay i can't remember what he was charging but it was well they're hand machine wrenches Royce. it was high three figures get off your fucking wallet quit rounding shit off for these wrenches but i thought it's kind of cool that he did it but you know what that guy's got that you don't? Moxie, kid. A whole lot of fucking try. <laughs> like I said, I was impressed that he did. And Moxie. But apparently they were working for him, and somebody was buying them because he had them for sale. Okay. Sounded like he'd sold a few. Okay. Okay. So, I thought that was interesting. You buy some. There's people out there making their own wrenches. Like their own wrench sets. We've all made wrenches. Yeah, no, they're from... We've all made fucking wrenches, okay? The difference is we just took a torch or something and like bent it where we needed it, cut it off, added to it as we needed. His uh, deal is starting from scratch and making his so, own wrenches. Well, we customize wrenches. We were he custom- is making his own fucking we wrenches. We were customizing, modifying, however you want to say it. He is making them from scratch. 
I'm proud of him. I wish I could remember what they were called because I'd almost plug it because that guy has that much tripe to it. Well, uh, you know, sometimes things work out, Royce. Sometimes they don't. Maybe somebody will come along and find this and they'll, uh, they'll do it for me. You want to hear a fun piece of information that I don't think we've talked about on here? What's that? So, you know how there's like a whole list of shit that the rest of the world is perfectly fine and dandy with using, and then there's a few things that California just will have no part of? Yeah. Do you know what one of the newest things to be placed on that list is? I do not. Skittles. What? How can you... <laughs> they have banned Skittles no. in California. Yes. Why would you ban Skittles? Apparently they're giving you cancer or something. I don't know. I need to look that back up. Well, it's supposedly Mountain Dew Code Red made your testicles shrink. I thought that was just all Mountain Dew in general. I think the Code Red was worse. Didn't stop me from fucking drinking it. I didn't say didn't stop me from drinking it. (laughs) I didn't see a a big a big shrinkage. I I, I thought the shit was delightful. Okay, so I don't think that it has passed yet, but a California bill is trying to ban Skittles and other processed foods. Um, Let me find the list here. Because it has an increased risk of cancer, behavioral issues in children, harm to the reproductive system, and damage to the immune system. Motherfucker. Why can't people just tell me what was on the list? Uh, hot tamales, apparently, is on the list. Okay, so I'm guessing it's going to be mostly those. The pectin based candies? Yeah. Uh, nerds? Nerds are fucking delicious, too. They're, I don't think they're pectin-based. Because they're not squishy like hot tamales and Pez. Another one that's Sour Patch Kids. Jelly beans. Oh, my wife is not going to like going to California anymore. Like, if you ever wanted to, to go to California... Why, why would you want to now? Like, I mean, this has got to change your plans. All your sweet snacks, you're going out the window. Like, if you're not eating popcorn in a movie, you're probably going for one of those items. You know, it's a good thing that they're all moving to electric vehicles and then they limit the amount of power that you have because you're not going to be able to road trip. Right? What are you going to eat? Plant-based, plant-based beef jerky? Yeah. Good tr- or Good luck getting away from the pack of Wild dogs that's chasing you down because you smell like dog food. When your electric car dies and you're walking to find somebody with a generator. What the... I want to see the whole fucking list. I fucking hate R&D in this shit. We need we need we need R and D department. That we do, that we do. It's it's like we don't have two giant computers in our pockets and one sitting in front of me.
Uh, so if you just type in California is banning, you get Skittles, gas cars, the sale of gas cars, vapes, gas stoves, stoves, gas appliances, diesel trucks, menthol cigarettes, lawnmowers, and cigarettes. That's just what pop. Those are the most searched Google deals. Yeah. What a fucking terrible time to be alive, Royce. I'm trying to take my Skittles. They want that was worse than whenever they were back. Whenever they were trying to take our germs, take our germs, take our germs. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, but I agree with you. Here now we don't even get fucking Skittles. Well, I think it's time that everybody just told California, hey, we're going to country the way we want a country. I think that's why they're trying to do the reparations deal, Royce. And we're, we're just not going to do you anymore, California. You do you. You be you. That's not how those people work. And like we're not, they're going to be miserable. And by God, you're going to be miserable with them. You know, we're, we're not going to make a diesel pickup for you anymore. We're going to make a diesel pickup that aligns with the rest of the country, but not California. Well, obviously, standards. because they're going to be done by twenty three. Yeah, they're going to have to start twenty nine. No, you got to have electric trucks. That's right. But I want to say less than ten years. It was something like that. Because old boy was talking about how he didn't think the children in the Congo were going to be able to keep up with the demand for the lithium for them batteries. It's 2023. Or 2035, sorry. 2023. 2035. So it's just over 10 years. Hard to deal that they said that it never, never make it the distance. It's going to get pulled before it happens. You know, let's hope so. But, I mean, they're still trying. And and I just, I don't know. Fuck, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see how you people live out there. If we have anybody from California listening, hook it us up on Facebook. We would like to talk to you. Like, fucking how? Why? I mean, I... I'm... Fuck your family's legacy. Sell the shit. Move to a, out of that shithole. I, I got somebody I'd work on. Getting on the podcast for that. They better be able to take up... To, Shit like what I just said. Because that's coming up. Let, let, I will tell you right now. Let, let me I will make that statement. Like, you had better have some fucking, like, uh, still an active working gold mine if you are still living in California <laughs> because it was your granddaddy's land. She She's just a rancher, but I might be able to do something well, She better have a fucking gold mine is all I know. Because you need it. Just to stay in business out there. It's fucking terrible. And you can't even eat fucking Skittles. Sour Patch Kids. Well, you Hot still tamales. can, but you can see the end coming. Maybe that's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back, and they're just going to... So I wonder, like, have you ever eaten a freeze-dried Skittle? No, I can't say that I have. They're actually really good. You can buy them on Amazon. Okay. Yes, you can. They're good. I, I believe They're good. I'd... I wonder if you were to order freeze-dried Skittles... Off Amazon and have them delivered. Like, are they just banning the sale or is it the use and the consumption? Because, like, fuck, I think they made it legal to do like magic mushrooms and LSD and shit out there, didn't it? No, that was was Washington. Yeah, that's up north. That was, I think it was Washington. It wasn't Oregon. I think it was Washington. 
And they because here's they the deal. They didn't make it legal. They decriminalized okay. it. Whatever. They made it not illegal, which in my mind makes it legal. But if you can, <laughs> if you can live in a state where it is basically legal to do LSD and magic mushrooms, but you can't eat a fucking Skittle. You have let them fuck up your place to live. Right? But Tyler, magic mushrooms or organic? That's fair. That's fine. I don't I don't have no beef with magic mushrooms. I'm pretty sure uh, LSD, LSD is, is not. Is not. <laughs> it is not that organic. That is completely manufactured. That is a manufactured. <laughs> that is like everything that organic wants to be. The opposite. <laughs> okay, that is what LSD is. Just a one eighty degree. Turn. But if you're allowed to use LSD, but you can't eat Skittles and hot tamales after you get high legally, like what? What's the point? I've never, I've never been on acid. Me neither. Uh, see, I'll pause. Let you <laughs> kick that out there. Um, I, I don't know much about it. But if it's like any other mind altering substance that I've been led to believe through movies and such makes you hungry, like. You'd think them fuckers are going to rise up about their skittles. I don't know. They don't. They don't talk about shrooms and acid making you hungry. I think shrooms do make you hungry. I've seen. I've. I've heard things. I mean, it's. It doesn't have quite the stereotype, at least in my mind. Because there's a lot of people with uh, illnesses that instead of using marijuana, they'll use magic mushrooms. Yeah, they microdose to, uh, and that increases their appetite. Oh, really? Okay. Well, fair enough. So again, I'm all about it. The yeah. LSD, I'm a, I'm a little wishy washy. I don't think the government should tell you what you can can't do. So, I, but LSD seems like if we're going to draw a line of what the government has a right to tell you not to do, I think it's going to be a little bit across that, that line. I think that needs to be lumped in with uh, red dye three, which is one of the reasons they're banning Skittles. It's bad for your thyroid. What the fuck's my thyroid ever done for me? By God, I want some Skittles. And I just won't eat the red ones anymore. I don't even really like those. Well, see, the I'm a big problem, fan of the greens. The other problem is potassium bromate. But I am a big fan of the reds, so you can shut your dirty whore mouth. I mean, the reds are fine, but I hate the bag of, like, all reds. Fuck them. No. If we're banning if we're banning red Skittles, we're banning all Skittles. And honestly, they fucked up the green Skittles anyway because they they're not green apple anymore. What are they now? So if I remember this correctly, whenever we were children, they were lime. And I then they changed so. them to green apple and everybody freaked out. But everybody kind of got over it because the green apple's really good. Yeah. And so it made it like five, ten years, and all of a sudden they're like, back to lime. Sorry, bastard. Really kind of fucks up me and Hurricane's game plan. Because used to, I ate the greens and the yellows. She ate the reds and the purples. And you the oranges. What? Sometimes we would split the oranges. Why she friends? likes the lime ones better than the green apple ones. So now I, I gotta get fucking yellow. And some orange. <laughs> well, you gotta lay down the law with your daughter and be like, Hey, since, I, since I'm not getting the green ones anymore, get more of the oranges. Oranges honestly aren't my favorite, though. Like, we had a draft, and orange got picked last, okay? It was like you at dodgeball. Nobody wanted it. I'm hurt, Tyler. I'm hurt. You never played dodgeball with me. I might have been good at it. I bet you weren't. I've seen you throw things. It's fair. It is fair. I know it's fair. 
That's why I said it. So, so fuck California. Once again, fuck California. It's going to be real disappointing if they get that push through the whole state. While we're on politics, I've got a question for you. Okay. What do you know about right-to-farm laws? I don't know anything about right-to-farm laws, if you want to be real honest. There's one going through the state right now. Okay. Through our state. Okay. Which basically, it just takes... The option for counties and cities to regulate farming away from the counties and cities. And it, the state says everybody has the right to farm. Let's see. The right to farm... The people have a right or the right to engage in generally accepted farm, ranch, timber, or wildlife management practices on real property they own or lease. And then it goes down to say that they can say a state agency or political subdivision can regulate where there is clear evidence that it's causing harm to public health or safety or imminent danger. So basically the state can tell you that it's not safe, but a city or county cannot which I get in a way anti but I also don't get in a way anti as we previously discussed with the skittle issue I don't believe the government has the right to tell you to do anything outside outside of kill people but even that that should be the county sheriff's job what they're trying to do is stop like HSUS and PETA and everybody from being able to the groups that are in the big cities from being able to come in and telling you, say, maybe you're in Dallas County, but on the outskirts. That doesn't change anything because the Dallas, the population, people still fucking run what happens at state level. You're not wrong. Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, they have the the most pull out of anybody at the at the state level, too. So, the people in your Dallas counties are still fucked. A, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, hell. The concentration of the people The concentration it, of the people doesn't make a shit. Where's the concentration of the wealth? Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. You know how Austin makes that list? Because the good people of Dallas, San Antonio, Houston... Put it in the pockets of the people in Austin. That is true. So what happens? Who's got more money? You or PETA? Well, not me. PETA. So whenever PETA gets pissed off at Royce O'Neill, what do they do? They go pay 10 guys in Austin to tell their 10 guys that, hey, we got to shut down this Royce O'Neill motherfucker. He's a goddamn menace to society. That, that is point. But I also have the backing of organizations. Who's got more money? Texas Farm Bureau, PETA. I would like to think it's PETA. If you say anything but PETA, you're fucking high. Like you done did some of that LSD we were talking about (laughs) before I got here. 
I mean, I think it would be closer than you think it would be. I doubt it. I like to think Texas Farm Bureau probably follows the, some rules and and pays taxes. And, well, and I think and that's does stuff the, like that. And on top of that, they got overhead. They're sending you out of the country every other fucking year. I mean, shit. Bills add up, bud. It's not every like. Other do you want to take your trips to Cuba and Puerto Rico and God knows where else, or or do do you? And technically, Puerto your Rico backing? is in the country. It's a territory. That's a gray area. It said technically. Didn't have to have a passport. It's gray area outdoors right there, bud. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just... I mean, shit, you can go from Mexico to the United States without a passport, and they're not allied at all. <laughs> not legally. If you want to talk politics. <laughs> not on an airliner. You cannot. I bet you could swim to, from Mexico to the United States... About, I mean, maybe a little more difficult, but I mean, in the same manner as you would swim to Puerto Rico. I, I think it would be easier to swim from Mexico to the U.S. It would be easier, but you you're going to have to dodge the border patrol. You could use the same manner of transportation to go to both places. A boat. Most people are not going to swim from Puerto Rico to the U.S. It's pretty good ways, bud. I could swim that far. <laughs> Back in my prime. You think? You couldn't have swum a third of that distance back in your prime. You didn't know me in my prime? Tyler, I've known you my whole, or your whole life. Well, well, you weren't paying attention, obviously. Apparently. Just a regular water dog, huh? Sea turtles, mate. <laughs> you got lash them to my feet. I thought you were gonna say you were Kevin Costner. You, you know where you know where I'm ears. gonna you know where I'm gonna get the rope from your beard. Braid it from hair off my back. Real Jack Sparrow situation. After seeing your dad with his shirt off a while back, I'd believe it. He's a lot hairier than I am. He can knit himself a raft. But, on, I mean, to me, on one hand, I am for it. On the other hand... I because mean, you're part we, of the problem. You pay the politicians to get them to do what you want them to do. On the other hand, where do you draw the line at making things local? You make everything local. You do not put anything above a county level. So just abolish the state legislature. Because I say again, there's things that the state legislator needs to do. I say needs. That's a pretty strong word. But I'm fine with like a state highway department. Not that they're very fucking good, but they're, they're not. We could probably put everything. I don't think there's anything that happens in Austin that we could not handle on a county level. I mean, poorly, very poorly in some places. What do put they over. do in Austin? What are they in charge of in Austin that we could not do at a county level? No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's the only problem with it is it's going to be handled so widely differently that you're going to have problems. Like, I mean, look at, you're talking about the Texas highways. Look at Oklahoma highways. They suck. They're handled by a state agency. Yeah. And you're going from Texas to Oklahoma. I mean, I-40, is that? You're going to have that from Who covers Canyon interstates? Canyon. Does that state deal? I think the interstates are handled by Texas dots or by Texas dot. That sounds right. 
but they're governed like your laws and everything, your speeding, overweight permits, all that are handled on a state level. Or I mean on a they're regulated inter or nationally, but they're enforced on a local level. I don't know on that. Because but the only way, reason I'm so, saying that is a module truck is illegal on the interstate, but they've got permits they can travel on state roads. And I don't know what law enforcement agency enforces highway laws between states. You know what I'm saying? That would be the DOT, I imagine. But is there a national DOT? It's just there is national DOT, and I'm guessing that the overweight permits are issued by a state. I'm betting you can get a permit from Oklahoma. It might be difficult, but I'm guessing that that's the problem. There is that if you get a permit, it's issued by. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, like on a module truck, is they can't get on I-40 in Texas, right? Because they're overweight. But they can run down any of the farm-to-market or state highways. Well, obviously they can run down a farm-to-market road. What does a module truck do? It goes from farm to market. You would like that is the purpose of the fucking roads. (laughs) Like if we get to that point, move to California, quit eating fucking skittles. (laughs) I guess. All right, what do you got? Um. I say we start now, and we don't listen to anybody above a county sheriff. Maybe a county judge. I don't know. We'll pick which one we like the best. We'll just go for that, and then we'll make everybody else follow suit. You know, you drive more than I do, and you experience a lot more state troopers than I do. Fuck them. We don't need them anymore. You just stop listening to them. Let's see how that works out for you. We're going to be sovereign citizens, Royce. You know, those videos I've seen don't make that look like a fun experience. Okay, so the problem is those people are kind of retarded. Okay? <laughs> kind of, yes. No, we're probably not supposed to use the R word anymore, but I don't know any other way to fucking say it. They're, they're just stupid as shit. Like, facts are facts. They are obviously retarded of their mental capacity. I don't have a better word for it. Fair enough. Continue on. And what they try to do is tell everybody to go fuck off. Like they don't have to listen to nobody but themselves. I am at least saying, well, you call the sheriff. I'll talk to him. Yeah, that's because you're best friends with the sheriff. Well, what if I'm in county? I'll talk to their sheriff. Okay. So that one guy seemed like a lot of fun. No, that was the police chief, wasn't it? The guy that had all the wives and girlfriends. Oh. Was he the county sheriff or was he the chief of police? I'm not. I know it was that area. Either way, that sure. guy seems like he'd have been okay. He'd probably been happy to get the phone call. It's like, <laughs> shit, wife number two's over here bitching at me. I might as well talk to this moron. See what he's no, doing. he had four wives breathing down his neck. He was going to be an asshole. I don't think he would have been because he would have been happy for the old phone call. It's like, I've got to go, bitches. <laughs> Life stress, bud. He's like, here's the deal. We're going to talk for a long time. You're not going to make it to where you're going anytime soon. But look, I'm not going to arrest you. Hope you didn't have a curfew. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's a fair point. 
All right, so we just quit listening to anybody above the county level. I decree it. It has been decreed. Problem is, I don't know that I have the authority to do that as I'm not a county sheriff or a judge. Well, this is where we find ourselves in a real catch-22, Royce. <laughs> or any authority whatsoever outside of being able to name fertilizer prices and chemical prices. I think we're okay. The people will listen. If the people follow, we will not be quelled. The revolution like, has begun. I feel like this is a real turning point for the podcast. <laughs> like this is... This it's no longer not, just a podcast, Royce. It's a revolution. It's a movement. Somebody get me Rogan on the phone. We need some more pull on this game. This, this is something I did not see coming. You should have should have known. I mean, I think everybody else saw that this was going to try to happen. I feel like Parker's going to be on board with this. He's an insider. At the city level. We can get him to decree it. Wasn't he a county commissioner for a while? No, he was a city council member. Fucking poser. He was a politician, and then he became a bureaucrat. In the putrid, festering armpit of the government. <laughs> okay, so, uh, getting off the revolution, since you don't really seem all that into it anyway. I think I'm going to have to back off of that. I feel like this is how you get put on a fucking watch list, but... Since when are you afraid of being watched? I've never been that big a fan of it. Where in the hell did that go? What? No, nope, not there. No, it was before that. I found it before I came up here. Open, you little bastard. Nope, not that one. All right, so to kill a little time, what do you think about the conspiracy theory <clears throat> that the markets drive down the price of commodities right before they set the insurance price? I think we've already talked about this in a previous podcast. And uh, frankly... Did we talk about it? I briefly touched on it. In a, in a other related discussion, I think it's a pretty accurate deal. It sure seems like it. it really is, because right before they set the prices, everything drops. It really does seem like everything drops. Like I don't subscribe to a lot of conspiracy theories, but there seems to they're be not some... conspiracy theories anymore, Royce. Spoiler alerts. You're not wrong, but no, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that it's not accurate, but it seems more and more like it is. Who are we calling?
What's up, man? Hey, Sorghum Jesus. You are live on the Effed Up Farming Podcast. How are you doing this evening? I'm pretty good. Am I really? You, you are. are. Hey, bud. How's it going? Hey, what's up? What's up, Royce? How's it going? Good, good. Good hey. to hear from you. Are yeah. you are you around people? Uh, yes, I am actually. Um, so. so probably wouldn't be a great time for us to ask you about a conspiracy theory we were discussing. Okay, well, uh, let me just skedaddle on out of the room here. Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll get get into the conspiracy tomb. So conspiracy corner right. with sorghum Jesus. Here we go, everybody. Yeah. What do you got? All right. So. What do you think about the conspiracy theory that the markets are always driven down right before they set the price, the insurance price for each crop? Well, one thing about conspiracies is, you know, there's a reason people start to wonder and make things up. <laughs> it's like stereotypes. Uh, yes. There's always a reason behind them. And the, con the conspiracies that hang around, um, some of them can get pretty wild, but uh, I think there's some, uh, there's got to be some truth to it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, crop insurance is a federally subsidized game i need to ask this question before we get too far down this rabbit hole how far ahead on the bourbon are y'all than me i don't know i don't know how much bourbon you've had i mean <laughs> we're just below the we're just below the label on a on a doc swenson's bottle so i mean uh, okay you know, third of a bottle well, between two people yeah i don't even know what doc swenson bourbon is mine's so. real good you ought to come back on sometime <laughs> good but, shit. um yeah it's it's i'd say we're at between a third and a quarter of a bottle split between two people you know the neck <laughs> is always hard to judge how much is uh, yeah in the neck. it really flows it's a wide Here, i'll just send you a picture <laughs> yeah. The necks are always hard to judge. I've learned that over the years, especially now. You're a single man. You better, are. you better start <laughs> enjoy it while you can. Well, I'm just uh, yeah, saying he yeah. better start learning how to judge a neck. Hey man, when I'm in the produce section, I look more for more than just apples. Okay, <laughs> you watch for the Adam's apples too. <laughs> Apples and bananas. That's what Kalen's yeah. looking for. You know, Budweiser has proven <laughs> recently that you have to do that. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to my point. We're, we're talking about crop insurance. It's it's a federally yeah. funded program, disaster programs, all that shit. I mean, it's all coming out of federal money. Would we put it past our government to drive down the price so that they wouldn't have to pay any more than what they have to? Absolutely not. I mean, the, it's... It's I'm like, just saying, at the basis level, the theory holds water. Okay. Yes, no, so, it really does. But so is it the federal the government doing it, or is it the crop insurance companies doing it? Because well, the federal government is paying the same amount either way, supposedly, to the crop insurance companies because the premium is subsidized. The so, conspiracy <laughs> I heard was it's the crop insurance companies doing yes, it. Yes, because it controls how much they have to pay out. So consider lobbyists go, going to um, Congress and buying people that are elected to office in order to uh, 
basically um, buy their business. Essentially, is what they're doing. They're they're shelling out greenbacks to get those greenbacks to come back to them. And I mean, it's it's about controlling the amount of money that they'll have to pay out on the premiums. So if they drive the price down, then the insurance company can okay can keep it. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I, I feel like I do need to throw this out there. I think the crop insurance program is a good thing, especially in this area. We need crop insurance. Yeah, I don't really know much about it, but I know Brazil doesn't have much crop insurance. And I mean, that's there's there's close to double digit farmers in Brazil now. I mean, like, there's guys that farm hundreds of thousands of acres because it's basically trust funds essentially now that are controlling yes, most of the agriculture. But on the other hand, yeah, I don't know that Brazil's government's a hundred percent on the up and up. Oh, yeah, you don't well, think? But I uh, know ours isn't 100% on the up and up. I but like to think yeah. Theoretically, perfect world, if you didn't have crop insurance, things going to get real tough Yeah, for about five years. Okay? Yes. Like, there is definitely going to be a thinning of the herd. Yeah, but no I think doubt. your larger, more corporate guys that have, like, your hedge fund backing are going to be worse off than a guy that, like, maybe has a loan at the bank. Something like, because... After five years. No, during that five years. Because even the hedge fund guy... You take a big farmer that farms 50,000 acres, Okay. If they are all cotton and they have half of their crop get hailed out two, three years in a row, Mr. Hedge Fund Manager is going to say, we ain't making no money off this douchebag. Cut him loose. <laughs> but he's got more money coming in probably from other investors. Royce, do you know how you get scheme. to make $100 billion? You don't hang on to losers. That is true. All I'm saying. I understand you don't. Like, I understand theoretically. I've got a very good theoretical working knowledge on how to have $100 billion. Seed money's all I'm really short of at this point. But you don't hang on to losers. You cut your loss before you have to put more money into it and move on. And it's going to well, take that is... third year without a return before a guy says, all right. Because, uh, shit, if I go a year without making money on a stock, I'd dump it. Well, but if you have back to... Go ahead. Go no, ahead, go boys. ahead. You go ahead. Well, I'm not trying to reverse the direction in this rabbit hole you guys are going with, but um, but he just wants to pop back can, up for a little air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just it go back to um, you know zipping up loose ends on our on our technology and software of these tractors. I mean, I know some guys south of Lubbock that probably farmed 10,000 acres and they had maybe 800 acres of irrigated and everything else didn't come up. They didn't raise one acre of corn or cotton or corn or sorghum, anything outside of those uh, few hundred acres of irrigated. And so if someone else has backdoor access or a bird's eye view at what is going through John Deere monitors, or harvest equipment, or I mean, somehow that's it's being tracked through the cloud through some of these systems. There's a lot of ways 
to go in and say, okay, we, we know we're really low on, on, on yields for this reason, especially in a drought in this area. So if we already have that information ahead of time, maybe we can hedge it a little bit. I mean, they're, they're, they're going into places like Target and Walmart and stealing our credit card numbers. How could, how could they not do that for this amount of money? Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's fair. You know, the yeah. first time you, you pitched that idea to us, you were really drunk. <laughs> and it we didn't were, make that much We sense. were pretty drunk. But through uh, clearer eyes, I'm starting to understand your concern now. I, I get it a little <laughs> bit more. I, You've said I mean, that a lot more eloquently. One yeah. of these days I'll have to release that little <laughs> clip for the people so they understand why we yeah, cut that, it. Um, yeah. this, was, this was less about a red country. <laughs> and more about everything overall. Yeah. Yeah. It ties well, in a little it, bit better. Yeah. Well, it does. Anything without alcohol can tie in better. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say without alcohol, but without the copious amounts of alcohol we had last time. Yeah. No. No. All right. Well, hey, man, we didn't mean to interrupt your evening. You can go back, talk to your people and whatnot. Um, we just we, we thought we'd uh, introduce a new episode to the people called no Conspiracy worries, Corner man. with Sorghum Jesus. So we'll, next time uh-huh. you see a phone call about this time of night, you know, <laughs> just start heading <laughs> so, to empty rooms. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks bud. Hey, thanks. Bye. See ya. Yeah. So there we go. We have Sorghum Jesus's official input on that. But back to my point about crop insurance. People are going to get cut loose because nobody wants to invest in something that they know they're not going to have a guaranteed deal. It's going to be tough because you're obviously not going to have the same amount of guaranteed income put in. But at the same time, how many times have you ever planted a field knowing that you are not going to harvest cotton off of that field because you had to plant it to get an insurance check? Once. Just once. Maybe not knowing, but not thinking you were going to do it. Okay, Wondering if we 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 did it once, thinking that all right, it's not for sure. Work. It's right. not going to work. The other we have we have made you planted a lot of cotton into areas that if you hadn't got lucky, caught a rain, you would have never done it. We plant some cotton into areas like that. We have also made plans to hedge towards that eventuality. Like last year, we did that. We turned back some cotton seed that was more expensive because right. we were looking like, hey, we hadn't caught a rain. But you still had to plan insurance. everything. Yes. Because you got to get an insurance check. Yes. If you don't have to worry about the insurance check, you will cut down on expenses. Because if it's super dry, it's like, fuck it, I'm not planting it because it's not going to come up. We're not going to grow anything. And I'm not going to get any return back on that. And then whenever we catch our few rains like we did, you could have come in planting milo or done something else. Like, there was always a backup plan that you could do, but you will cut down on expenses because you don't have to plant all of your acres to get the insurance check back because your insurance check gets factored into your budget at this period of time the way that the system is. I mean, you're not wrong. It's going to force people to be a lot more flexible in what they're doing. Because you're not no- even flexible, it's just more open minded. Like you're, you're yeah, not I gonna. I think we're saying the same. We're thing. gonna, we're gonna cut down on 
I don't want to say plans because that's not the, but like programs, if that makes sense. Like you're not going to say, all right, we're going to plant cotton. And if that doesn't work, we'll collect our insurance check. Starts to rain, maybe we'll plant some milo or something. Da 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 da. Yeah. It's going to say, all right, well, we've got this seed booked. We've got this seed booked. We'll plant what works. And if we don't ever catch a rain on some fields, we just won't fucking plant those fields. We'll just spray them, keep the weeds down. And and you, you've got a decent point there. You can't do that on a 50,000-acre farm presently. And you probably still can't do that on a 50,000-acre farm or a 100,000-acre farm or a 150,000-acre farm if you don't have some sort of subsidy coming back your way. And I'm not necessarily anti-subsidy or anti-crop insurance. This is all just to prove the point that it could be done theoretically whenever we go to the county judge and county sheriff yes. program. I mean, there, there are definitely going to be some changes. And there's going to be people go out of business. And that's why I don't advocate for that. But I, I still the, the hold to it will be tougher on bigger people than smaller people. The only advantage the bigger people will have is that they're spread out over a bigger geography. And I've heard that, that argument before. That the farms only got as big as they've got like the great big farmers is because they can guarantee they know what they can pay for that acre because they know what the returns. Yeah. Because be. basically they can say, all right, I'm going to have a 4% return. Yeah. And I'm just pulling numbers out of the air. It's like, I'll have a 4% return guaranteed. If, if I something happens, it, it will be a guaranteed for up to 12, 20, 50, whatever. I don't, I don't know how accurate that is because the numbers change so much every year, but I'm guessing it is well, if you have that much of an accurate. acre and you can forecast so far out, you know, if you're buying stuff two, three years out in a row, if you're hedging crops two, three, four, five years out in a row, because that's the thing. If you have 150 acres, 150,000 acres, you could be forecasting corn for fucking years. You you could that. and You also, can't. Like, I'm not trying to call you a small farmer, but you, let's I'm call not, you a medium-sized farmer. Okay. Fair. A medium-sized farmer can't do that three years out because you don't know what the fuck you're going to be doing. Yeah. Like, you might be planting corn. You might be planting milo. You might be planting cotton. You have to wait and kind of see what the price is. You can't afford to lock it in because you don't know what X, Y, Z are going to do. You don't know what the inputs are going to be yes. at that point. Yeah. No, I, and I you can't. You, ju- you don't have the, the cash flow or the capital to purchase other things out a year in advance. Yes. Two years in advance. Three years in advance. And also what the big farmers are doing with the... 50, 60, 100, 150,000 acre farms are doing. They're lessening their weather. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The geographical area. Yeah. Or area. Because you're not going to catch a hailstorm very often that covers that many acres because you're going to be so spread out. You have to be so spread out at that point. You'd be surprised. I've seen it done. But theoretically, theoretically, you are right. I said very often. I mean, it, but it could it, happen that you could get all fifty thousand acres hailed out, but it's not—it's not very likely. Extremely likely, but I mean, what a big guy can do that a little guy can't is that they can average things together. They don't have to make super high yields on everything. They have to average a mediocre yield across, across everything. Yeah. So they can have shitty fields. They can have great fields. As long as it all comes down to that decent mean, it's all good. But a big chunk of how they can do that is because they've got insurance. Yeah. They've got their basis, base, or their yes. base price set, basically. 
So I stand behind my statement. We need to keep the subsidies and the, the insurance and all that. But if it all went to shit, you could still make money. You, it's not going to just wipe out all the farmers. Well, and I think you're that, not going to have a Brazil situation where you get down to 20 guys farming everything. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Cause I honestly in Brazil, I don't think it was a lack of crop insurance that got them down to hundred farmers, whatever they've got. Probably not. Like there might've been some outside influence on that one. That, a hundred farmers? We said double digits. 99 would be the highest of the double digits. No, I thought he meant like double digit acres. Like past the comma. He said farmers. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting world out there. Did you figure Fucking out Fucking next- love Conspiracy Corner. That, that was a good one, I thought. Yeah. So I got a picture I'm going to show you that I saw on the old interwebs. Can you forward it to the emails? Well, I'm just going to show it to you. Okay. That works. I'm going to zoom in here a little bit. Um, actually, I got a better idea. I'm going to crop this bitch. Because I'm going to show you a picture and I want you to guess what she is. Describe it to the people. A piece of meat with very little fat in it? Looks like a fat rind. You're close, but you're wrong. There's a fat rind on both sides if you're going to go fat rind. Well, I mean, I was going to say a sure fat rind on the other side and a fat cap on the other. It's not It's not meat. I don't know what it is. No, oh, well, I was showing you a blank screen. No, I... Okay. The picture the was screen blank. was blank whenever I looked at it. I was like, yeah, oh, it, what would you just make it shit up over there? It went off um, as you turned it. Okay, so this deal says, hello, everyone. We had to sacrifice a calf. Age under one year. I don't know what the... F- this is a really weird manner of speech. It was not developing well, very skinny. We noticed that the bone marrow is red. Is due to illness, anemia. Is it safe for consumption? It's a marrow bone. Okay. But the marrow happens to look like strawberry jello. It looks like you took a bone and you filled it full of jello shot. It really does. But you see how I'm saying it almost looks yeah. like an un uh marbled like New York. It kind of looks like a New York strip, except for you wouldn't have that much fat on both sides. You wouldn't, but I mean you you'd have the rind on one side and a little bit of fat on the other. There's really not that much fat on the other. Because it attaches to the bone of the T-bone. That's right, yeah. What do you think that is? I have no idea. I've never seen anything like that. Just the damnedest thing. No, I don't know. Unless it's a... A cancer, maybe? I... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what leukemia bone marrow looks like. I don't either, but that would be the only thing I would think of because I know that's, um, uh, that affects it. 
So you know, one question that I had, but you're, they sacrificed this calf at under one year. Sacrificed it, yeah. And I've never seen like a wheat pasture calf slaughtered. So sacrificed. I, I don't know what that bone marrow would look like. I mean, that would be a good question for our good friends in the meat packing world. Yeah. Processing world. I'm probably not going to call him, but uh I mean it gets a little off the wall when we have him up here. Yeah. Never called him, but I'll send him the picture, but uh I don't expect much out of that little bastard anymore. Unless you send it to the one that's never been on. The older, more That old fucker's headed. asleep by now. <laughs> he probably is. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I thought that was just peculiar. I've never seen red jello-looking bone marrow. Like, I could see it being a little more gel- gelatinish-like um, whenever they're younger because, you know, everything's kind of growing and developing and whatnot. But the, the bright red color? That's... Yeah, that's odd. Is a little peculiar. And then it do, it looks like fucking jello. Which bone marrow, it, it has more of a I don't want to say a fibrous consistency, but it's more like it's not that smooth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You remember whenever you melted down those gummy bears in the windshield whenever we're on our way back from Houston? Yes. That is, it, it's like a congealed blob of formerly individual things. Whereas that looks like somebody poured jello shots in the middle of a fucking bone. And just smoothed it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's not that smooth. Yeah. It's almost like a fatty. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's gelatinish whenever, before you cook it. Yes. But it's. Different. Did he get back to us? No, that was my wife. Um. So, anyways, that was interesting. I didn't know if you if you if you do anything about that from your old ranch management days. I, I don't remember ever hearing any or seeing anything about that. So, speaking of your old ranch management days, Royce, what's odd about that is one side is smooth, and the other side looks rough as hell. Like on the bone cut? I'm wondering if that's not how they cut it. But also, that may be just some of that. uh, So they probably cut it with a bandsaw, and it was running, as I'm looking at my phone, from right to left. And so it's just smearing some of that jelly. Yeah, that's what I'm Over there in the the kerf. Mr. Hillis be proud of me for using that word. Good word. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. Very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, back to my question. Ranch management world. How's Blackbird doing? Still pregnant. Or she was this morning. She is Bitch star- just won't give it up. Is she even bagged up? She's starting to. I know she was yesterday. She was starting Fuck. to. I didn't get close enough to her this morning. Because I went out there Saturday. So yesterday, she scared the hell out of me. Oh. Yeah, there's, you know, Luke. Not a meter loop, but a just a oh yeah that gas, gas well loop loop out there in the pasture, mm-hmm. and it looked like she was standing down in the 
bottom of that hole, and I couldn't tell if she was having trouble. It looked like she was pushing, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, God damn, she's, she's had a calf, or she's trying to have a calf, and she's stuck down in that hole or something. And so I go out there. Now, she's just rubbing her ass on that gas loop. But, I mean, it took me a second because I looked at her, and it looked like she'd been sucked because her back two bags, quarters, were starting well, to fill up. Well, she's kind of got that lopsided bag to her. But they were starting to fill up more. Yeah. Front two bags, just empty. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, God, where, where's your calf? And then I got to looking at her, and she still looks big as barn. So I think it was Saturday. I came out. Because were we spreading fertilizer Saturday? Sunday. No, you did the truck Saturday. You unloaded the truck Saturday. But they spread it Sunday. I did not unload the truck, but yes. So I went out there Saturday morning, and I drove by to check on them, make sure everything was going on. Maybe you unloaded it Friday? I unloaded a truck on Monday. Well, hello, Hadley. Hey, Tyler. How are you? What's Good. going on, bud? Hey, Roy. You're live on the F'd Up Farming Podcast. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Did you Did you get the picture that I sent you? Yes, sir, I did. I did. And I think I know what's wrong with it. What's wrong with it? I'd assume, well, the picture was kind of zoomed in. I'd assume that beef broke a leg before it got processed. Okay. okay. I've seen that happen to hams with hogs. Um, you knock a hog, and you know they kind of the reflexes. They'll hit their hind end on, or like their foot on the uh, the wall, or a, on the uh, piece of pipe. You know where they yeah. on the shoot with an entrance shoot, and it'll shatter that ham bone, and it bleeds all throughout the ham. It ruins the ham. Um, and really? I assume that's what happened to that. Bone I've marrow. seen that yeah. happen, but that was in the bone marrow. I know. See, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if it worked like that with marrow or with meat, because marrow's supposed to be like a whitish pink color. Right. And it doesn't uh, have that red. jello-like consistency. Yeah. That's blood red. And I mean, if it if it broke its leg and hung like that, you know, blood kind of coagulates, and if they kept that marrow bone and canoed it like that, I'd assume that's what I'd okay. assume that's what happened. Okay, so that was a deal we found on Facebook. Uh, so, follow-up question. Have you ever killed a calf younger than a year? I have not. I have not. Okay. But I've seen them. Well, that's I, me, personally, me. I have not. I've seen them in the back behind the store. Because I was curious if, uh, if like, that marrow looked a little different before they got to, like, finishing weight. You know what I mean? See, I'd be lying if I told you that. I haven't I have seen the canoe bones. I haven't seen any of that from a, a veal calf, no. Okay. Okay. But, well, that'll work. Well, yeah, hey, man, we really appreciate you getting back to us. We figured you'd have no idea and just ignore it. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, I don't really know 110% what The broke leg deal does kind of make sense, though, and it bled into that marrow yeah, and congealed. and say. Kind of coagulated or something. Turned it more red than what if it I was, guessing, that's what was I before. Okay. Well, hey, man, we appreciate it. Yeah, of course, buddy. All well, right. Thanks for getting back to us. Y'all have You're a good welcome. evening. Yes, sir. Y'all too. See ya. See ya. And that was Hadley. Hadley Freeman coming in clutch. He was. He even sounded kind of sober. Sounded 10 o'clock sober. at night. What do you know? What do you know? It is late. <laughs> it's getting late. Started late. It is late. He's young. He's fine. Yeah.
I think he's got a birthday coming up. Does he? I think he does. I think his birthday's in April. Maybe that's Gage. I don't care. It's my birthday. Could be fucking anybody. Who knows? Um, yeah, happy happy birthday, bud. Thanks, bud. We're in the month. We are in the month. You know my you know my strategy. You, if you claim the month, it's your month. It's the same as mine. And my daughter keeps trying to give it to everybody else. Well, I told you Hurricane uh, didn't mention my wife in March, right? I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she said March was my birthday, Ava's birthday, and Demick's birthday. Ouch. Yeah. I bet that had to hurt. I was pretty proud. And then her teacher told Haley that uh, Hurricane had been talking about how March was her daddy's birthday all month. Whenever Haley put that deal on Facebook about it being my birthday. Yeah. Didn't say a fucking word about Haley's birthday. <laughs> no, Cora got a, uh, a toy birthday cake for her birthday. Yeah. Has lots of fun with it. Keeps letting everybody else but me blow out the candles. Maybe she just knows the cake's not up to the caliber that you deserve, bud. You know, I, I like I would, where you're I would take that, that thought process if I was I, you, I other than she doesn't give a shit at your birthday. <laughs> um, okay, so back to my scary story. So I go out there, and I'm, I drive back, you know, by the pins on the north side. Yeah. Because I could see them out there. And I look out, and I I could see the cows, and I just got my binoculars out, because I've got those fucking 12 by 52s. Oh, yeah. I can see to the end of the fucking earth. And uh, I see one laying down. I thought, that looks like a fucking dead cow. And so I'd keep on driving and I drive back, you know, by that pond, just keep going straight down that road. I'm like, well, that is a fucking dead bloated cow. I wonder which one that is. And then I get close enough where I can see the tag number. I was like, bitch is fucking dead. And then finally she started trying to rock over. She just, you know, <laughs> she's so damn big. She, she kind of got up over on her backside a little bit and she couldn't. Didn't have the, uh, I thought I'd yeah. go help her up. <laughs> no, I hear you. No, at least in mine, she was standing up, but I thought, and it was that day, it was, it was yesterday. It was when windy, it was so damn shitty. windy, I thought I was fixing it. I was like, I'm fixing to have to call Tyler. We're going to have to figure out how to get her out from underneath this gas well. Well, that wouldn't have been hard. And get her up to the pins. She's already hung. Pull the calf. Then we get her out. If you're lucky. We had one the other day that the vets couldn't pull. They had to cut him out. Because he was breech. Maybe big. with that fucking attitude. They tried for a while. Just let it go too long is all I'm saying. That's all Probably I'm saying. I think I already talked shit to you about that one, but... Whatever. I'm real sure you have, but... um. So, I mean, just be like Fred. Get in there and get them babies out. Big fan of Did pulling, you not huh? hear that she got to pull her first goat the other day? Uh-uh. Go out there and they got this goat that you can tell it's having trouble. So everybody goes out there and they look at it and said, oh, yep, that goat's having trouble. So I, I don't know if they tied her up or what. I don't know. I don't know the procedure on goats. I'm guessing you just like throw a halter on them, tie them to a fence post or something like that. I would guess maybe a little panel because you want to keep them from walking around side But to it's side. also a goat, so you could probably like put a knee up to them to where they can't like up against the fence. I, I think you're going to have trouble still getting in there. Like you're There's like fucking three of them there. Okay, if he had, a, if she had a partner, <laughs> then yes. But right. anyway, so everybody else goes off to the barn to find a pair of gloves, and Fred's like, "Well, fuck this shit. She's having trouble. They're about to die." 
Pulls a goat. Un- unassisted. Unattended. Good for Fred. Just got in there. Goat girled up. Good for her. I guess that's what you call it. I, w- I would think it's so. Not cow girled up. It's goat girled up. Girl. Yeah, not, not going to And then she girl. called me and said, hey, I'm pulling first goat. And I was like, where'd you pull it to? Like, <laughs> feed bunk. <laughs> Off the feed bunk. It's good times. She is having hell with them goats. It sounds like it. Like, I hate to say I told you so, but the reason our family is not known for being goat herders. There she is trying to break the mold and not having good luck at it. Chickens and goats. Has to pull them. She had to pull a chicken? I don't think you have to pull chickens. <laughs> Interesting conundrum if you do. I'm guessing an air hose. Air hose. Just, just go. It'd come right out. That's going to say squeeze them. Well, I think that'd break the egg. You got to try to save the baby. Well, no, you got you to go up. A little higher. Where's the possibility of that? I think you just take the little air hose go. Yeah, I, I can see that. And then it goes. We like that bucket deal. Have you seen that bucket hack? I don't guess so. Where, where you take, you know how. That's not at all what I was thinking about whenever I said air hose, but. Five, five okay. gallon buckets, they stick yeah. together. And you got to yeah. fight them apart. Apparently, you take your air wand and you put up underneath that top bucket. Blow air underneath it, it'll just float it right out. So I was wondering if you took a, you got an egg that's stuck, took that air hose just right next to the seal on that egg, just pop it right out. I was going the same manner, except for I came about my information in a different manner, which I'll tell you about off air. I'm real sure you heard it too, but we'll talk about it off air. Because we don't need, uh, guys, I apologize for last week. Like, that shit got out of hand. And I cut a lot. That's good to say. I cut a lot. <laughs> like, I took a solid 45 minutes off that podcast. I was say, it, it was pretty close to an hour that so, was cut out. I hope y'all enjoyed it, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Next time, we'll try to limit those hooligans to two or three, or two, one or two at a time in the, in the crow's nest. And if you did enjoy it, let us know. Yeah, I don't. We'll try and do a couple like that every once in a while, but we're we're we're. I don't know that we can do all of them like that. We're not trying to be Howard Stern, okay? Sometimes shit happens, and I hope it's entertaining. Good way to put it. But you know what, Royce? We've been doing this for an hour and thirty six minutes. I've got more stuff to talk about. I'm sure you do. Let's just save it for next time. Yeah, let's do it. Trivia. Um, let's do beer trivia this week. What is the name of Russian River Brewing Company's cult favorite beer that at one point was ranked number eight in the world by Beer Advocate? I do not know. Would you like some options? I would. You're never going to get this. I don't think I am. Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Younger. Pliny for President. Pliny does it again. Pliny the Elder. Correct. Really? Wait, no. Is it the one that's highlighted or the one that the... It's the highlighted one. Oh, you're wrong. It's Pliny the Younger. Okay. They do have a Pliny the Elder. Oh, do they? I've had both of those beers. Oh, really? Yeah, they're real big up north. Whenever I took uh, Haydaw to the old Mayo 
Everybody was bragging about it, and so I drank a couple, and they're actually really good. Which ancient culture fermented and brewed beer before 3500 BC? You want the options? If I guess before you give me the options, does it still count as an, an X? I think if you guess them, I'm going to have to say you've read it. Give me the... Because it was China, Egypt, and Mesopotamia. I'm guessing Egypt. No, it was all of the above. Oh! Oh, shit! It is D, all of the above. Which is odd because the... Maybe just Mesopotamia. I don't know how that's, that's phrased because... There's an easy answer that's Mesopotamia and then D, all of the above. So, you know, you get you get the two. So, you either get Mesopotamia or all of the above. But then it's also got China and Egypt on there. And then D is still all of the above. Well, is it Egypt or all of the above? I, I think it's China. Obviously, Egypt. it would be all of the above. <laughs> so, it'd have to be China, Egypt, and all of the above. Yeah. Still want another one or we're going to end on that one? Oh, that's fine. I was guessing Egypt. I was mostly right. A third right. 33% right. 33.333. Well, so the way I read the question or heard the question, whatever, I was thinking which country, which which civilization. So mm-hmm. I was thinking one. So if I had heard the options and you said all of the above, I probably still wouldn't have picked all of the above. But Macedonia and Egypt would have been tough yeah. for me to. Mm-hmm. So I, I might have gone all of the above. I could see that. So, I'm calling that a win. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, folks, hope you enjoyed it. Hope uh, you enjoy all of our podcasts. If you want to be a part of this deal, you hit us up. You let us know. Fair price on advertising. Yeah, for sure. We need about 10 guys to kick in on an AC or one really rich guy to kick in on an AC. Hey man, maybe you're a maybe you're a local magnate of some sort. You know, you handle all the trash for Lubbock County. That would be pretty slick. Pretty slick. But neither here nor there. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out all our great sponsors at Ballard's Guns, Mo Cattle Company, The Cliffs Farm, and Texas Beverage and Package. Go get you a bottle of this Doc Swenson's uh, straight bourbon whiskey. It's good. Or get the Alter Ego. I really like them. So I hadn't had the Alter Ego. Or yet, get the, the fucking rye. I gave it a nine, people. It's fucking delicious. If you like rye, and I mean, even if you like some rye, it was a rye I liked. The uh, the sherry cask is still the highest rated bourbon on our list. Is it? It is. It is the highest rated bourbon. On okay. Our list. Okay. There you go. That makes more sense. Yes. But anyway, go check out all our great sponsors. Go buy. Be like my dad. Go get yourself a Weatherby Orion. Apparently, it is the lightest, smoothest shooting gun that you'll ever buy. Or spend a few extra. But if you're a, if you're a short a if you're a short little guy like my dad, you're gonna want to trim a little bit off the buttstock, is what I've been told. I think it'll fit great, so I'm really discouraging that for my inheritance. Um, <laughs> Mo Cattle Company, we still got a really good purebred Angus bull. He's uh, 18 months old this month, I believe. That sounds right. Doing quick math, he's 18 month yep. old bull. He's ready to go to work. He's out of Wilkes Regiment. Looks good. He's a powerhouse. He's ready to go to work. And he's got his ears. 
It's a rare trait in what we've sold thus far. But ears are to come. Ears are to come. So hit us up. Let us know. See you. Love you. Bye. Adios.